You're listening to the Black Eagles Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 209 of the Black Eagles Podcast. And of course, I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City, where the ball is dropping on a really warm New Year's Eve. Fall-like, to say the least. Maybe even spring-like, the weather. Which, I guess, you could say is fitting. Um, as this, as these things tend to uh, be around here. Um, of course, I am here to talk today about Besiktas and our um, two matches. Fall, falling behind here, but it's the holiday season. You know, I, I, I uh, spent some time with the family. Uh, but I am back before the new year, um, and I'm very happy to be here to say Happy New Year's to you all. Uh, a happy 2022, I hope, for everyone listening. Um, yeah, you know, quite a year for, for Besiktas. Obviously for the planet, different outcome. <laughs> but we got a championship in the year of 2021 uh, for us Black Eagles fans. So it wasn't all bad. Pandemic and all of that abound. But so, yeah, okay, let's talk some football. Let's focus ourselves a little bit. And I'll try to be quick about it. You know, this is our year-end episode, so I'm going to try to talk a little bit about my player of the year, my match of the year, uh, and then I'll set up goal of the year. I haven't decided on my goal of the season yet, but... Um, I'll put that to the audience as well. Um, yeah, let's let's talk football. Let's let's dig in. So, of course, first of all, I've got to talk about Konya Sport, <clears throat> which was our last league match of the season uh, of the year. Sorry, <laughs> the season's not even close to done. Um, but yeah, our last league match of the season. Um, up against Konya Sport in Konya, uh, we were. I was on the air talking about how this would be a really tough match. Uh, playing in Konya is never easy. Operation is in effect as of right now. Now, Konya is having a really good year too. You know, it's not just their home form this time around. Quickly, it's probably worth mentioning in our last 20 matches, Besiktas had won nine. Seven draws, and Konya Spore won six. So this is actually um, far more even of a series than, than many of the ones we've done this head-to-head analysis with uh, with other sides in the Super League. So, you know, Konya is kind of a boogeyman for us. They have the, the, the ability to be a challenge, and I wouldn't be surprised if most of those wins and draws came in Konya. Um, it's, it's a place that everyone struggles in, to be honest. They have a real fan base. Um, for better or worse, <laughs> they're kind of jerks, but that's another story. Um, let's dig into the lineup, I suppose, right? Um, for, for us, not much in the way of a surprise, I don't think. Uh, Ersin Destanolu started in the goal. Javi Montero next to Domagos Vida on the back line. I mean, there's one surprise perhaps, seeing Montero. Umut Medash 
On the right side, uh, as we all know, Rosier was suspended for the match. Um, so, uh, and Nejip is injured. So we got creative there. Ridvan Yilmaz on the left side, Miralem Kjanic and Josef de Souza in the back with Ozan slightly set up ahead of them. Kyle Lahren on the left side, Rashid Ghazal on the right, and Mishi Batshuayi up front. For Konyaspor, of course, it's Ibrahim Sehic, the 33-year-old Bosnian goalkeeper, uh, a mainstay in the Super League. I think everyone will know that name. Adil Demirbay, 24-year-old Turk, on their back line, next to, of course, Abdul Kerim Bardakci, 27-year-old Turk, uh, a player that Evran, my former co-host, if you recall, uh, wanted us to bring in the offseason. And I, I, I kind of co-signed it. I think Khan may, may have even agreed as well in the end on that one. But anyway, um, yeah, again, a, a name many will recognize. Um, additionally, of course, they've got Nate Skubic, 32-year-old Slovenian. Guillerme, 31-year-old Brazilian. In the midfield, Paul Jose Mpoku, 29-year-old Congolese defensive midfielder. Amir Hadziometovic, 24-year-old Bosnian defensive midfielder. Suner Dikmen, 28-year-old uh, attacking midfielder from Turkey. Uh, and then we get to their kind of attack. Konrad Michalak, 24-year-old uh, Polish right winger. And uh, on the other side, Zymir Bitki, 25-year-old Kosovan, um, whose name is spelled B-Y-T-Y-Q-I. Oh, that's my cat. Hello. Um, <laughs> the kitten. Pamuk speaks. <coughs> But so, uh, and then finally up front, we have Sokol Sikaleshi, 31-year-old Albanian striker, who, uh, again, a, a name many will recognize. He's done us dirty in the past. Uh, but so, yeah, that was it for the lineups with a guest appearance from my buddy, little kitten, on duty here. Uh, but so, yeah, let's dive in, shall we? Um, fifth minute of the match, first real opportunity, Rashid Ghazal with a really nice pass um, into the path of Ozan, who uh, sort of squares up, takes a shot, it's saved. Not his best effort of all time, but nonetheless, good to see Ozan getting involved, not doing anything silly. Um, besides that, 36th minute, another opportunity on a free kick from Pjanic from deep on the right side. Sends it up, lots of bouncing around. It finds its way to Mishi Bachuai, whose ball is sort of weak in the end and is fairly easily saved by Sehic. Uh, but yeah, so that was really it for the first half. Two chances, um, both to Besiktas. Nothing really overwhelming in either direction, if we're going to be 100% honest. But then, boom, second half. And again, slow. 59th minute, Bachuai. The first real opportunity of the second half. Dribbles in from the left side. In the way that he does, you know, he's, he's sort of gifted in this particular way. Um, with this particular move, he sort of dribbles it in. Does his sort of like uh, shimmy dribble move. To a position where he can get a shot from an angle. A tough angle though, which is typically saved. But what it's good for is the potential for it to, to create a rebound opportunity. In this case, it does exactly that. Um, the shot 
finds its way to Rashid Ghazal, who's shot the first one. I mean, this this should be a goal, frankly. Um, I don't know what kind of piece of it he got, but it was like exactly the kind of angle that would prevent it from going in. Almost any other hit on the ball, and that's a goal. I mean, whatever, it is what it is. Um, it's a sort of rebound, and it's a um, sort of light volley. He's trying to get some some contact on, so... It's, I wouldn't say he makes a fool of himself or anything, but you know he could have he could have put this one away easily. I think. Anyway, it hits the post. Actually, finds his way back to him. He uses his head on the second opportunity, going across the goal mouth, and hits the post again. Uh, and so we're just at this point unlucky. Sort of uh, like like I said, all three chances I've mentioned that were actually sort of frightening um, to Besiktas at this point. 75th minute, Joseph. Not exactly a chance, but he he takes a go from deep. And it's really well placed, perhaps into the top of the goal, except for the fact that Sehic gets up and saves it. And so now, four chances, all to Besiktas. And finally, in the 86th minute, naturally, a chance drops to them, it drops to their uh, Ahmed Hassan. Now, at this point, I have missed out on a number of uh, substitutions and yellow cards. And let me go into those real quick before I dive into the back end of this. Um, Doman Gojbira got a yellow card in the 42nd, and Umpoko got one in the second minute of extra time before the half. Ozan got one in the 56th. In the 59th, Amar Rahmanovic entered the game for Umpoku. Guven Yalchin came in for Kyle Laren in the 68th, and John Bozdoan for Ozan Ozyaku. Um, both of those subs in the 68th minute. Uh, I don't think anyone can really fault those subs, to be 100% honest. Both of those guys, Ozan and Laren, were... You know, wasn't quite their day, to say the least. Um, 77th minute, Endri Chekiji enters the match for uh, Bitki. And Ahmed Hassan Koka. I don't know what that's all about, but Ahmed Hassan enters for Sokol Sikaleshi. Atiba for Mirelem Pjanic in the 80th. And so then, that's how, like I said, in the 86th minute, the, the, their first real chance uh, drops to Ahmed Hassan. Ersin does well to save it. And again, just three minutes later, and again, like, of course, right? A whole match that we've actually looked good in for much of the match and looked a more likely team to score and, of course, just struggled to put the ball in the back of the net, which is something we've really suffered from all year. But, um, you know, we we failed to get in the back of the net. Whatever, it looks like we're going to get out of this with a draw, and then, boom, 89th minute, Mihalak sends in a, a, a... uh, pretty nice cross, I guess. I mean, it forces some action. Erson has to dive, save it, punch it out. It drops to Skubic on the right side, who sends in a really great cross, honestly. Uh, although, of course, it's behind Ahmed Hassan. But he does really well. Uh, bicycle kick <laughs> over his head, smashes it in. Not much anyone could have done about it. Um, perhaps Domagoj Vida letting... Uh, Mihalak get that first cross in. I mean, he kind of relented and, and he could have pressed and, you know, kicked it out for a throw-in or something instead. But beyond that, I didn't really see any individual errors except for just, you know, I mean, a bicycle kick. What can you say, right? Like, can't assume they're going to do that. And so there it is. Boom. They score 1-0. Ahmed Hassan. Game ends in a six minute of extra time. Um, yeah. Terrible, frankly. Uh, Besiktas had 54% of the ball to their 46. Uh, we had 364 accurate passes there, 281. 
We completed them at an 82% rate to their 78% rate. We had two big chances. They had zero. So that's worth noting. We hit the woodwork twice. In fact, that was Rashid Kizal twice on one play. But we had eight shots inside the box. They did two, actually, but theirs were dinkers. Whereas we should have scored on a couple of those. Bachuay, for starters. Anyway. Let's briefly talk about individual stats for the match. First of all, <clears throat> the highest rated players are all Konya sport players, which is actually interesting to me. Um, and they had some standout performers, all on defense. Amir Hadziametovic, the highest rated. Ibrahim Sehic, pretty close. Uh, Skubic, their right back, also up there. Guillerme, who's technically their left back, there. Then Umut Medash. Fifth highest rated player and our top rated player. Then Abdul Karim Bardakchi. And then finally Ahmed Hassan, whose late substitution uh, was obviously helpful for them. He didn't just score, but created their first real chance right before them as well, or was a part of it with his runs. Then Kyle Lahren, because his ratings, I'll look at that because it doesn't make sense to me. Then Ridvan Yilmaz, Soner Dickman, Konrad Michalak. Francisco Montero, Rashid Gazal, and Joseph de Souza. That's it for anyone above a seven. Um, why is Kyle Aaron rated fairly well for this match? Let's see. Well, he had a shot and 24 accurate passes. His pass was completed at a 92% rate. He created three chances. That's interesting. Um, let's see. He's 24 of 26 with his passes. That's remarkable. But I think most of them were really short balls. Uh, he had a cross. Um, 40 touches. I mean, so he was fairly present. He won five of nine duels. Yeah, I don't know. Five recoveries. Nothing really stands out here except, obviously, for that pass rate. I guess he buffed his stats with creating chances, which we didn't put away. <clears throat> I don't remember the chances he created, if I'm going to be 100% honest. Uh, but then also by having a lot of little short passes that upped the, the rate of success that he uh, enjoyed on the day. Uh, but yeah, I would certainly not call him our man of the match. Um, I don't know if I'd say Umut Mirage was either, although he did fill in admirably as a right back out of position. Um... I don't know who I would credit with men of the match for this one, if I'm going to be 100% honest. Let's just move on. <laughs> let's go. We have a whole other match to talk about. Um, let's talk about it. Let's briefly uh, dive in, if we may. Uh, and of course, we're talking about a super, uh, super league. No, a, a, a domestic cup match against none other than Altai, who is in the super league. And, and this is noteworthy. Um, I mentioned it on Twitter, but I think it's probably worth rehashing, if, you know, if we're going to be 100% honest here. We were the only Super League side to face another Super League side in the Cup. I don't know why that was the case. You know, I don't know uh, if it was just the, the luck of the draw or the lack of their lack thereof. But it was sort of market. You know, like, I'll quickly go over some of the other matches, right? Kasim Pasha had Kojeli Spore. Hatai had Menemen's for um, I guess, okay, Antalya and Giresun matched up, but it's not like Antalya won the championship last year or would theoretically be a high seed. 
Um, Trabzon had Boluspor. Galatasaray had Denizli Spor. So um, the only exception here is Antalya Girasun. And then the next day, Alanya had Mardin Fosfat Spor. Fatih Karagumruk had Belediyese Bodrum Spor. Adana Demirspor had Ankara Spor. Guztepe had Samsun Spor. Fener had Afjet Afyon Spor. Right? And then Yeni Malachi had Bandirma, Bandirma Spor. Kayseri had 68 Aksaray Belediyespor. Konya had Umraniyespor, who were like a feeder club for us for a while there. Sivas had Ankara Guju. Gaziantep had Bursa Spor. Remember, Bursa is the league below. So that leaves us with Altai. So that somehow, two Super League sort of matchups, if you will. Uh, Antalya, Giresun, and Besiktas Altai. Somehow the, see, the team that should be like the highest seeded based on results last year, right, gets the most difficult opponent in the fifth round of the cup. Quite bizarre. Uh, I'm not speculating a conspiracy here. Like you assume this was just the draw, but it speaks to the fact that the draw sucks. You know, clearly this, the seeding needs to be seeded better uh, if they're doing any at all in the first place. Um, it doesn't make any sense that we would have such tough competition. Other teams get to sort of play young guys and have the opportunity to give kids a chance and see what they've got. We did not have such a luxury. Of course, teams like ours, who are not doing as well as they need to, are looking for success in this cup. And so here we are, not able to sort of fool around and give kids a chance to play because we have to put out a strong side to compete against another fairly strong side in Altai. Uh, that's ridiculous, honestly. That was my first um, problem. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's maybe my only problem. Um, it's because I skipped over problems I had with the last match in Konya with refereeing, penalties not given, um, fouls awarded that shouldn't have been, etc. I mean, the, the ref in our, in our last like three or four matches has just been terrible, and it's becoming such a really Ugh, just a terrible, uh, at least a terrible taste in your mouth about the fact that we've actually managed to get fairly decent results in those matches despite it. But anyway, Altai. Um, here we finally got to see some fun. Ersin Destino, on the, of course, in the goal with Serdar Sachi and Javi Montero on the back line. Umut Merash on the left side. Valentin Rosier on the right. Joseph De Souza in the back of the midfield with Atiba and Ozan up ahead. Guven Yalchin on the left side with Rashid Gezal on the right and Mishi Batshuayi up top. For Altai, some interesting decisions. Uh, Jihan Topalolu, the keeper, 35-year-old. Uh, on the back line, Kali Tiam, 27-year-old Senegalese defender. And Eric Bjorkander, 25-year-old Swede, on the back line for them. Jebrail Karayel, 27-year-old Turk, on the right side of the defense, with Mohamed Naderi on the left side. I mean, that would be worth remembering later on. He's a 25-year-old Iranian, left back. Zeki Yildirim, 30-year-old Turk, in their midfield, next to Jehun Gulselam, 34-year-old Turk. Uh, up ahead of them is Fasiano, 27-year-old Brazilian. On the right side, Leandro Capel, 32-year-old Dutchman. And on the left side, Martin Rodriguez, 27-year-old Chilean, uh, who the A-Sport announcer kept, re he 
kept saying Maxi Rodriguez, it sounded like. I kept wondering if Maxi Rodriguez had come back, but that was not the case. Uh, and then finally, up top, on loan, 23-year-old Egyptian striker Yasser Rayan, uh, who I was not even aware was on their team, if I'm going to be 100% honest. Um, I think he's on loan from Al-Ahli. To Altai, I don't know how that was sorted out. If that was done recently, and I hadn't, well, I guess I haven't been following Altai that closely. But anyhow, this was a match much like the Konyaspor one, where there's not a lot of highlights, so this should be quick. Fourteenth um, minute, Ozan with just a stellar. I mean, he was a little weak in the last match against Konya. If we're gonna be honest. Um, after putting in some decent performances. So this was good to see. He came out of the gates on fire. 14th minute, lovely ball. Right to Bachuay, who kind of struggles with his first touch. Dives in and sort of sends in a wonky shot that's easily saved. Excuse me, another uh, motorcyclist who has something to prove to the world. So yeah, Ozan came out looking good. Um, and that would be pretty much the only first half action that was worth mentioning. You know, no real chances besides that that no that really threatened any keeper. Second half starts, still coming out kind of slow. I mean, this was a sluggish match all around, if we're going to be 100% honest. But with that said, um, yeah, we would see uh, 60th minute, a free kick. This was the actual... Only first action, the first action of the first, uh, second half that I recall. Free kick by Rashid Gazelle from deep. Finds, on the left side, finds Joseph, who actually does well to sort of get himself in an angle to shoot, although not really an advisable shot, except for the fact that it's at a tight angle and he puts enough power on it that it forces a save where he, which he can't hold on to. Topalo, the keeper. So bounces out um, to Atiba Hutchinson, who slams it in. Um, Atiba still scoring goals. Besiktas up one to nil, and uh, yeah, there you go. There's some fun. Uh, with that said, I don't have access to like the 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 subs that we made, um, so I don't you know I I don't exactly recall uh, the the subs we made in the match. Although I do, I I mean Alex Teixeira made an appearance, right? Uh, that was good. So we saw some action um, on the sub front that was kind of nice. I can't remember who else came in. Uh, I don't know why I didn't have it. It's not showing up in the app. So, you know, the, the whoever's in charge of the cup didn't send stats in. So I don't have anything to go with here. But yeah, I do recall Alex Teixeira coming in late. Didn't get a lot of time. Didn't do much of anything. But, you know, at least we know he's healthy, he's, he's available again. Uh, we'll see what that amounts to, of course, in the end. Um, but so, yeah, finally, uh, uh, five minutes later, that Ryan fella who I mentioned, um, Yasser Ryan, Egyptian, sent in a ball really nicely uh, for someone who I don't recall who got a shot in. It was just wide. But that was the only real chance for them at the end. Except, I mentioned Mohamed Naderi, 
Um, he dribbled the left side late in the match, got clipped, it looked like, by Valentin Jose in the box. No penalty was awarded, and Nadele got a yellow card for, for simulation, right, for flopping. Uh, now, there's some debate about this. Should he have gotten the card? Should Valentin Jose have been awarded a penalty? You know, was that a foul on his part? If you look quite carefully, there was actually not much in the way of contact. Um, Nadele really did just... As my, as my friend Yusuf said in a group chat, uh, he did like a swimmer dive, like fully arms out, legs, you know, back straight, you know, fully, fully dove. So I don't think the call was out of line. I think uh, it should not have been a penalty. I think everything's fine. Of course, there's no VAR in the cup. So, um, you know, for some perhaps that, that raises issue, but... Whatever, it is what it was. We got the win. We're through in the cup. Sorry for not having real stats or even the subs for the match, but whatever, guys. Look, it's New Year's. Let's let's move things along. Let's be brisk about it. Um, the good news, of course, is that we're on to the next round of the cu of the Turkish Cup. Uh, it should be interesting to see what comes of it. Uh, it's worth noting that Galatasaray is out of the cup, having lost to Denizli Spor on penalties. Fener almost taken out by Afyonspor. In uh, extra time, they scored twice. Aside from that, not a ton of surprise results. Um, I mean, let me see here if there's any worth mentioning. Um, not really. And Galatasaray is the one. Bandirma Spor beat Yeni Malatya Spor, which I suppose is pretty interesting. But aside from that, like, yeah, I mean, no real surprises. Ankara Guju Bursa, they didn't even get through past Super League sides. So, yeah, I mean, we'll have to keep stri striving for that cup, obviously, because that's, you know, uh, third and fourth only go to the Conference League now. This is the only access to the Europa League. So, if we're not going to be in the top two and we just lost to the second place team, Viezavi Konyaspor, uh, you know, that's just going to be what it is. Um, <clears throat> real quickly, let me hand this thing off to Khan for hashtag Khan's Corner. And he has a special New Year's message. Happy New Year, everybody. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be 2022. And uh, we'll be fastly approaching the winter uh, or the January transfer window, which uh, brings some excitement, I think, although we haven't seen that much uh, going on in terms of rumors. I, I also don't think that there'll be uh, a lot of movement in terms of transfers, uh, apart from hopefully Jing Tosun. Um, but, uh, of course, you know, uh, appointing a new coach might be on the horizon, although Under Caravelli is doing a decent job so far. I do think that uh, people are exaggerating his contributions a little bit um, for the first time in a long time. Uh, the team has been relatively complete, except for Alex Teixeira. Um, but he has been doing some good stuff. He's been uh, selecting good lineups, and he's been making the right uh, substitutions more, more often than not. Um, the past couple of weeks have been at least better than the previous couple of months had been. We, of course, have uh, the Super Cup coming up in, uh, the, in the new year as well, which is for some reason being played in Qatar. Um, so there's some stuff to look forward to. I, I don't think that uh, 
this season is ever going to be uh, salvageable, really. Although we did beat Altai yesterday 1-0 at Vodafone Park with a goal from Atiba Hutchinson, uh, which is good. We are going through to the last 16 of the Turkish Cup. Maybe we can successfully defend our title there, at least. Uh, in the league, that won't be happening, of course. Trabzonspor is running away with it. Uh, we've seen fumbles in the past, but in the past, usually there was at least one team that was clamping on. I, I don't really see that right now. I think we are just too far back. Even uh, if we would make some good moves in, in, in January with uh, Jenk or maybe Talishka or something crazy, and then uh, a good coach. Even then, I think that we are just too far back to catch up to a very good Trabzonspor side, let's be honest. Uh, they've been missing players too, to injury. Nwakayen has been out. Uh, it was very important for them. Um, they've, yeah, they've, they've missing their, 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 their almost entire defense at Guerrier and uh, Hugo, Victor Hugo. Uh, those guys are out. So, like, Trabzonspor are dealing with their fair share of, of injuries as well, not to the extent that we were dealing with at the beginning of the season, of course. Um, but, yeah, just to say that they might drop a little bit of points here and there now, but I really don't see them uh, them collapsing. Even with the master of all collapsers, uh, Abdullah Avci, at the helm, I think if you have a comfortable lead that Abdullah Avci is a fine coach, I just think that if you're in a, a trench warfare type of situation where it's close in the last couple of weeks that Abdullah Avci is just not going to have the stomach to cope with it. But I think if you're leading with 10 points or more, then he's a fine coach. Um, like, I mean, you know, when we had him at Besiktas, we, we saw early on, we saw very positive signs of him. It wasn't until the pressure started getting to him and because we didn't really get a couple of wins early on under him that you just saw that he just couldn't cope with the pressure. And I think that's always going to be the issue for Abdullah That's what's going to stand between him being a good coach and ever being a great coach because he's never going to be a great coach just because he can't deal with pressure like that. It doesn't mean that he's ta tactically and, and all that not a good coach. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think that there's anything salvageable in terms of the league. But in the cup, maybe we can, uh, we can at least defend there. Uh, I did find it quite curious that pretty much everybody seemed to be playing second division teams, whereas the reigning and defending champions... Uh, had to, or the only team to face another Super League team. At least we played at home, and it was a, a win against Altai, against uh, an Altai side that's been um, not in the greatest form in the last month or two. Um, but we beat them, so that's all that matters, really. Uh, let's hope that we can build on this and continue to improve. This wasn't our best game under uh, Caravelli, for sure. Um, but, you know, there's been some positive signs. I, I thought we played well against Konya for 90 minutes. I really didn't. We didn't, I, we didn't deserve to lose that game at all, I think. Although we were just uh, too impotent up, up top. Um, and, yeah, the referee just was being an absolute dick. Uh, Konya Sport should have had at least a red card, at least one. And it just, yeah. It's one of those games where you get bullied the entire match. They kick you. They they stepped on Pjanic's leg three like they studs in his leg three times. One yellow card out of the tree. It's like okay, all right. It's gonna be one of those games, right? And then on the other end, oh look here, yellow card for you, yellow card for you. Oh, you dare sp talk back to me? Oh, there you go. Anyway, I'm gonna 
talk too much about that. that I'm, I'm kind of done talking about the referees this season. It's like they, I don't know, like, I was going to say Sagan for all their mothers, but Sagan's gone, so it must have been somebody else, right? Maybe I, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm the Chibi is fucking all their moms. I don't know what's up with that. Sorry for that language, but it's just like, what, 20-something games, and we've gotten fucked in 50 of them or something? Like, ah, come on. Um, yeah, no, 2022. Let's hope uh, we don't get fucked anymore by the refs. <laughs> Wishful thinking, right? Anyway, I wish you all a very happy new year. And, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, there's lots of stuff going on. Enjoy Besiktas. Uh, when we win, draw, or lose. But also make sure that you don't go into a mad depression because we're not having a great season. Things will turn around and we'll have another championship soon enough. Thank you very much, Khan. Uh, and let me now say a few words myself. So, this is our little break. We get a little break now. Uh, our next match is not until January 9th. We're going to be on the road against Rizespor, a side that I think we have to win. I mean, we do have a Super Cup performance to, to look forward to in Qatar. We'll see, you know, if I cover, I guess I'll cover that, why not, I don't know. Maybe I'll couple that with the next match, because it's not really, nobody cares about the Super Cup. Even if we sell it out to Qatar or whatever it is. Um, but so yeah, uh, against Rize, you know, Rize is a side that's really struggling. I don't have to explain that to anyone, I doubt, but I, I'll mention, I suppose, that Rize is in 17th place now. Um, with 17 points, so they're in that final relegation spot. Uh, Altai is just ahead of them with 18 points, so they could get their way out of relegation. They've actually picked things up. You know, they were in the bottom of the relegation table for a long time, but they've gotten some results in recent weeks. Um, after, I mean, I'll, get, I'll go back to November 5th, uh, where they actually seemed to turn things around. They beat Alanya score 2-0. Then they lost to Konya in Konya, 3-0. No surprise there, right? And then they came home, beat Kayserispor 1-0. Lost in the Turkish Cup to Ankaraspor, so that was a surprise result for them. Lost to Fener in Istanbul, 4-0. But then, again, came back home, beat Gostepe 3-1, went to Yenimalachi, won 1-0, went to Sivas, which is always a tough place to play, got a 1-1 draw. But then finally in this last match on December 26th, the day after Christmas, they lost to Gaziantep at home. So that sort of undid a lot of the progress they'd been making. Still though, a big turnaround for them. They were really, like I said, on the bottom of the bottom. I have been speaking sort of negatively about them all season up until now. Uh, so this is a change, and of course just in time for their match against us, right? Woohoo! Uh, I guess it is probably worth mentioning that we've already played them once this season. Uh, and if you want to know the result, it shouldn't surprise you that this was one of our few good results. Uh, we beat them early on in the season, 3-0. Uh, Nkudu scored, Atiba Hutchinson, and then Kyle Laren in extra time. So, obviously we're going to hope to simulate that kind of a result. They're a much better side at this stage of the season, though. There can be no doubt about that. Um, yeah, I mean, let's hope for the best. 
The Super Cup is on Wednesday, January 5th, by the way, against Antalya Sport. That's at 12.45 here in New York City. Check your local listings. It's going to be in Qatar. Um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll probably couple that with, uh, with the Rize Sport match. Take a little break myself for the new year. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how busy I am. Um, but yeah, the real match that we're concerned with, of course, is Sunday, January 9th at 11 a.m. Check your local listings. That's my time here in New York, 11 a.m. Uh, yeah, we're going to be on the road against Rize Sport. We're going to need that result. Um, supposedly, Under Caravelli's job is depending on this result against Antalya Sport in the Super Cup, which is weird to me because I personally don't care about that at all. Um, I think the Konya Sport results turned a lot of people off of Undel Caravelli. He uh, is no longer undefeated. But with that said, so what? Um, going to Konya is never easy. We knew this was not going to be an easy match to begin with. We actually played one of our best matches in Konya in a long time. You know, we looked good. We looked, you know, again, I, I don't want to belabor the point, but the first four sort of momentous occasions of the match went to us. We were the only side to create chances in the match, statistically. Um, you know, there were only six, like, momentous occasions in the match, and four of them went to Beshtash, the first four. They didn't even, like, wake up until the 86th minute, which, you know, could have been by design in theory, but regardless, um, yeah, you know, I thought Cotavelli actually had the boys stand up pretty well. They looked pretty good uh, against Konya, which is not easy to do in and of itself. And then obviously winning in the cup is important. It wasn't a pretty match by any stretch. Although, you know, everyone, it's, it's do or die, right? So everyone's going to bring their A game for that kind of a match. Altai was tough. Uh, we won in the end. We also, right, like, there were three sort of momentous occasions in this one, and two of them went Besiktas's way. They, don't, they didn't really produce much of a chance at all. Credit to the Montero slash Serdar Sachi backline. I mean, that was exciting. That was the backline of the future, at least on paper. And, uh, you know, a, a clean sheet with Ersin in goal. We haven't had a clean sheet in quite a while. So it's interesting that that happened with our young pair on the backline. Um, anyway, we'll be back with more match analysis and all of that to talk about the Rize Sport match. Uh, and I suppose the Super Cup match briefly, but I'm not going to belabor that either. Um, what I will say, of course, is Happy New Year's, folks. Let's hope this is a good year. Let's hope certainly that it's better than the last for the planet Earth. Um, as far as pandemics and people getting sick and people dying and, you know, all the other stuff. Let's have all the, the sectarian violence and hatred out there. Uh, yeah, I hope 2022 is a good year for all of us. Um, here's to that, right? Crossing my fingers. Cheers of the champagne. That was me just flicking my cup of water, to be honest. <laughs> it's not quite New Year's here yet. Um, but yeah, uh, Happy New Year's, folks. Very briefly, I want you listeners to tell me your feedback on this. Who was your man of the year, player of the year? I guess it could be the coach if you want to give it to the coach. Who, what was your match of the season? Right? And then finally, what was your goal of the season? I'm going to answer the first two 
um, just out of the, in the spirit of giving of this holiday season. Um, no, I mean, I, I haven't really thought on the goal enough to, to really have a good answer for anyone on that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can certainly go over my matches of the season, uh, or match of the year, rather, and I can uh, I can talk about my player of the season. I've deliberated. I, I actually, you know, I think a lot of people would assume this would be fairly easy. In the end, I don't think it was. Certainly it wasn't for me. But um, my man of the season ended up being none other than Rashid Ghazal. Uh, great season for him. Became a full-time best judge player. Put in the year of his life. He actually, it turns out, has should have had the most assists in this first half of this season uh, and was you know, hurt by profligate striking, if you will. But so yeah, that for me has to be our player of the year. Um, shouts to Joseph de Souza, of course. Um, and like honorary mention to Ersin Destanolu, I, maybe as well. Um, finally, my match of the year it's a controversial one, but the vibes that we all got off it, you know, were fantastic. I think this is the moment where we started to feel like champions. Besiktas defeating Hatay Spor 7-0 and just letting it rip. Um, Adem Ljajic was back in the lineup contributing. Um, Kyle Laren was scoring those crazy goals for us. Just a fantastic season all around. Apologies for the ambulance. Yeah, just goals all over the place. Adem Ljajic back in the lineup uh, and doing great, actually. Um, just goals abound, right? Like, you had everyone contributing. Kyle Aaron scoring a ton. Um, own goals. Uh, I, I mean, sort of. Gezal's goal, where Akintola sent it in, was really all about... Gizal, um, Kyle Laren adding the second and the third, um, Nkudu giving us the fourth, right? It's always good to see his, 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 um, celebrations are always next level. Ridvan contributed, contributing with the fifth. Yeah, I mean, you know, just, again, Kyle Laren getting the hat trick in the end. The, the blemish, of course, was Gokhan today injuring himself for the season at that point. Um, and he had been helping us quite a bit as a contributor. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, that was a fantastic match. 7-0 against Hatai that really solidified the, the, the league for us. Uh, and, and then every goal ended up being key in the end for that. Uh, although I guess maybe we could have only scored six. It turned out, whatever. We don't have to go there. Um, yeah, so that's it. That is my match of the season. Uh, Gazal is my player of the season. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Um, please send me your input. Send me who your man of the season was for Beshkita. Send me your ma a a match of the season and your goal of the season. Uh, I'll, I'll add mine in the next episode. Uh, for good measure, and yeah, I'll, I'll you know, for anyone who sends in some, sends this stuff in, I will read your stuff off on air. Uh, we'll, we'll have a fun little conversation about it, perhaps. 
I don't know if I'll have another co-host or anything like that, but uh, at least I'll talk about it uh, with you folks. Um, but so yeah, that's it. Happy New Year, everyone. You know, follow us on Twitter, all of that, at Eagles underscore podcast. Black Eagles podcast, one word on Instagram. Follow me at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. All, all of the usual stuff. But most importantly, have a good new year, folks. I hope 2022 does us all wonders, and Besiktas especially. Uh, and with that said, I must include... Let's go Besiktas! Peace out, everyone. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.